My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, Miami nice, these Gucci bags full of cash What's going on, family? It's your man Tay Sweat here once again We got Money Monday coming at you for another great week And if you know who I bought we got my man E in the building. What's good, E? What's good, man? Trying to make these money Mondays. Just keep going and keep going, bro. Enjoy it. All yes, love whenever yes, we get sir. together on these. I mean, you know, they say as long as you are enjoying what you're doing, you never work a day in your life, right? Nah, I love it. I love this, bro. Like, yeah. it's it's what we've always wanted to do. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. So, it's great stuff, and we get to help people, you know, who are tuning in, the great minds out there who are tuning in. It's a great thing. So, I love it. For those of y'all, especially who are tuning in that want to maybe get a topic out there or maybe you want to ask us a question the way you're going to do that and get it to us you're going to leave a five-star review leave your question or your topic in the review and we'll get to it asap all right now today <laughs> hope you heard my drum roll today what are we going to be talking about i have to talk about this because i personally feel like one of the things that Many people ask me is, hey, Tay, what's next? What's yep. the next big tech? What's the next big thing? What's going to bring us a shit ton of money, Tay? <laughs> what do you think that thing is? Now, for me personally, I am going to say this. You're not going to hear many people say what I'm saying because most people, before I give you all my sauce, most people are looking for that next thing that could be similar to like Google could be similar to like Apple. Like what's the next device? What's the next search engine engine? Mm -hmm. What's the next YouTube? What's the next, you know? And a lot of times I feel like people fail there because they don't, they fail to think innovatively. Like they fail to yes. think, Hey, we already got that. We're not looking for remakes. Right. Mm -hmm. When, when iPhone came to, to fruition, there was no other iPhone. Like there was no other, you know, Oh, what else y'all got? iPods? We, we never heard no iPod. Mm -hmm. Back then you had a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people who were like under like 30, I probably don't even know what a Walkman is. But like <laughs> seriously, we had Walkmans and, you know, things like that. You know, before the DVD player came out, like you didn't have anything else like that. You know, had a cassette. Like, yeah, you had the VHS. VHS, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So we're not necessarily looking for remakes, which a lot of those are remakes. We're trying to look at the next innovative thing, right? So some things, for example, I want to just give you a few that I think can be good, but the ultimate one we'll talk about today, I'll get there. One of the few things that I'm seeing, bro, on the stock side of things, or really just even in just innovation period, is health innovation. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why, because and this is just me, I look at baby boomers for a lot of the stuff that we've had. Why? Because honestly, baby boomers have had, for the most part, the most spending power. Yep, correct. Right? Mm -hmm. They've had the most spending power. So whatever the baby boomers tend to want, that's what tends to be the next big yeah. boom. Yeah, they drive the market. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Drive the market. So that was always one of the things I looked at. And it's like, hey, you know, between the years of, you know, like, we'd say early 80s leading up to shit now 
Baby Boom was like, hey, we've worked hard our whole life. We want something that make our life a little bit easier, right? This dumb phone we got, make me a smartphone, <laughs> right? I don't understand what these young folks are talking about. Give me a search engine so I can see what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, literally, I think this is how a lot of stuff got started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So that was the next thing. What I'm personally seeing on that side of innovation backing by the baby boomers is the genomics space. Yeah. I won't even lie to you. I, I do think the fact that baby boomers don't want to die. Like they, honestly, these are like hard fucking heads. Like they are hard headed. <laughs> y'all know y'all got parents that are baby boomers. They are hard headed as fuck. And in their old age, they only get more hard headed. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that's a good thing when it comes to losing a loved one or not losing a loved one because they hard headed. They not going out with a fight, right? Without a fight, they're not going out. So it's like, hey, I'm right, aging. Right. I'm about to head on up out of here, but not over my dead body, right? <laughs> like you're not taking me that easy. And what I think is about to happen here is a lot of things anti-cancer, anti. You know, I mm-hmm. think a lot of these things are coming to where. They're going to be able to detect, hey, you got cancer. Here's your check, like a check engine light. Hey, you got a check engine light. We we need to check on you, right? You need to go check on that. That's what's about to happen. And I think we're headed there. And I, honestly, I think we're like half a I'm about to say, you probably, like, yeah, you're not that, far from that for right? sure. Yeah. And you're talking about not, I don't know if I can get into the cure, but maybe the prevention of a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. right? So this is what I'm personally seeing. Um, it's not my big one. We'll get into that, but I'm going to give it over to E. Yeah. I want to see what you think about some of the innovation things you got. Well, I, I love how you started us off and led into things. And basically it's, it's the things that changed. The, like they weren't things that you had five, 10 years beforehand mm-hmm. and, you know, paying attention now and the stuff I see it, it's wearable technology. Right. Absolutely. And you kind of mentioned it. Like, where's that thing that's monitoring you telling you, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do mm-hmm. that. So I think wearable technology is big, right? And, you know, you got the Fitbit. You had kind of the GoPro movement. Um, of course, your phones, right? People don't necessarily consider phones wearable technology. But in all honesty, if you leave without your phone, you feel naked. Yes. <laughs> you feel naked. So your phone is, is technology that you wear, too. And we're definitely starting to get into, like, the augmented reality and the metaverse and all those spaces. And so the thing that you're trying to see now is more blending that together, right? So I think over the next decade, wearable technology is going to really pick up. Any and all things that are becoming more and more and more adaptable to stuff that just seems more seamless to how you would go about your day. And then I think that blends over and runs into the health space, Mm -hmm. like what you're talking about. It it just really is. Um, But I also think, too, it's just... It's carrying over, right? So real estate's in my bag, right? That's where I'm going. And what I'm starting to see more and more of is material sciences Mm -hmm. as well as smart tech around, like, actual management of property. So one thing that I said before, if you would have told people, you know, when you travel, every single thing related to your travel, Mm -hmm. and that can be whether you go through the airport, you land somewhere, you go into a hotel, whatever, you can all do it. You can do it all from your phone and soon be able to do it from whatever other device you have, right? Like you can go to a hotel and literally not talk to anybody. Like you can check yep. in virtually, go to the door, put some, put in like a couple clicks in your phone or hold it to a, a lock and then there you go, yep. right? Airbnbs, same way. You going, you ain't talking to nobody. You going, you typing in, the, you punching the code or hitting something on your phone, you Absolutely. can access it, right? So just actually being able to control and access spaces without people 
that whole automation and then the smart right controls, you know, making sure temperatures right, managing lights, managing use of water, temperature, all that stuff. Like energy savings, right? Cost saving measures is gonna be what pushes us forward there. So I think that's a really big piece of it. And if you're if you pay, like I said, you pay attention to things that weren't there, there's a lot of stuff in your homes that like didn't used to be there. Thermostats are digital, LED lights, whatever. Like those are just stages of like this next overall advancement. And then, like I said, material sciences, right? Um, we're having more and more um, shortages of critical and important materials, precious right. metals, um, things that that you know we're using to build the world. And you know we're in a we're in a phase of um, you know you kind of have these different revolutions you go through, right? Mm-hmm. And people talk about industrial revolutions. We kind of had the technology revolution, and we're still kind of in that. I don't think you really get out of it, but you different technologies. Absolutely. But I think the materials revolution because things that are limited. And things that are very difficult to extract mm-hmm. are going to become more and more and more um, scarce. Right. And as we're trying to literally update our entire infrastructure, in many developing countries, that's always like a thing. Which next developing country needs that? Mm-hmm. But honestly, the mm-hmm. really developed countries now have to update the infrastructure to deal with, you know, climate change, right. different different factors that are being that are impacting them as the world starts to to grow and densify. So those are the things I'm looking at, right? Like who's really being um, forward thinking in material sciences, forward thinking in wearable technology, mm-hmm. forward thinking in what I consider it as automation of, of spaces. Right. Um, and then I think, you know, you got to you got to touch on the fact that we're becoming a world that lives in the digital space. So anything that's augmented Absolutely. or hybridizing um, experiences and, and, and spaces. It's just at the forefront and in logistics always. Right. Okay. The, the one thing I wanted to say before I pass it back to you is the fact that people were losing the ability to do something that they had done for 40 years plus, <laughs> which was order something, whether it was on the phone, Internet, whatever. And it gets shipped from one place to another reliably. Right. We talked right? about that earlier. <laughs> age, age yep. old reliability. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that when that gets tested, you're going to see the market scramble to fix it. And anybody who can solve a problem that helps me get my stuff faster or the way I yep. need it, because everything else is built off of that, is going to boom. Right. And so, you know, all the things that we faced during COVID about stuff getting lost at sea and barges not being able to dock and, you know, different things like that. Like that's going to be some new solutions that come out of that. And so paying attention to how things move around the world now, it's just <laughs> If you control the, the supply chain, you control a lot. Yep. And so I think when you talk about what the next big thing is, is anybody that's stirring that back up or being the future of how, how goods move, it's right. going to really change. That's going to be dope because I've been hearing actually stuff about that where, yeah, they're they going to really replace like the human aspect of it. Yeah. Like it's all automated. So, I mean, it's exciting and dope, but also like, oh, like what's mm-hmm. it going yeah. to do for the people, you know, yeah. but... <laughs> But that's one of the things why one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today, because the future is going to replace a lot of human, you know, need for you know yeah. work. Labor. Right? Yeah. Labor. labor. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's up to us now. I've always said this over the last like five, 10 years. I've always said that if you are not a investor or inventor of the futuristic stuff, you are going to be left behind. Right. And essentially you may have to rely on the government <laughs> to live, to yeah. survive. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are going to make it into the future and, and be a part of that are going to be the people who took advantage of the coming future by way of investing or inventing. 
if you're not in one of those, you know, spaces in some capacity, I, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a hard place. And there, maybe there's something I'm not seeing that may be available to, you know, well, you know, we could take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Like but, people say, you know, cogs in the wheel, right? right? Exactly. But to build a better system, you either automate the cogs or you yes. take, you just, you get less Absolutely. cogs. So just, there'll be stuff, but yep. there'll be a lot less opportunities mm-hmm. in that space. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. So for me, the biggest thing I wanted to talk about today, being able to take advantage of it, especially, is where we're going with our food, the technology of food. And a lot of people are like, huh? what do you mean technology of food like we don't tend to pair those two it's like no technology is digital right (laughs) and food is consumables it's it's something that you can't digitize it's like well maybe i'm not talking about digitizing it it's just the technology of food Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things i want to deep dive into because what i see happening right now and a lot of people haven't been really thinking about this thing right but if you actually look at what's going on around us, you look at, <laughs> I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to get banned, shadow banned on this platform. <laughs> uh, I think if you say a few words, you might get a little banned. But anyway, if you look at some of the things that's going on, it's putting weight or stress on our current food system, our agricultural system, especially mm-hmm. for animals or meat. Right. And when things like that happen, like anything else, y'all have heard me talk about watches. Why does Tay buy a $50,000 watch? Because of the same thing I've always said. You have supply, you have demand. When demand is high and supply is low, the watch costs more money, mm-hmm. right? That's just how it works. Hey, I want I want a watch just like that. I want that Rolex, but they only make 10 of them and a thousand people want them. Great. The price of it rises, mm-hmm. right? This is why the $50,000 watch turns into a eighty hundred thousand dollar watch this is how it works cars right you've heard me talk about that why would they spend seven hundred thousand dollars on a lamborghini on a car something with four wheels right well supply and demand i'm i'm a trader at heart y'all y'all know this (laughs) right so supply and demand i know that my car specifically they only made like 800 of them over the whole world 800 of them right well, there's a lot of rich people who want that type of car, right? So the demand is high for it. Supply is pretty low, right? So now out of all of these people who want this type of car, there's only 800 to go around, mm-hmm. which means the price goes up. What did the price go up to? Well, you can probably get a little over a million dollars for the car now, right? So this is what happens. Supply and demand. I wanted to break that down and let you know, like, this is what I'm always focused on. But the next thing I'm focused on is a lot of people out there love some good meat. Right? Love <laughs> them some meat. Yeah. They love their meats. They want to eat as much meat as they can. And, and in a continuous fashion, right? They want it to be something that is reliable, consistent. Like, mm-hmm. hey, am I going to be able to have sausage in the morning? Pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> am I going to be able to, you know... Have those breakfast meals, those lunch meals, and those dinner meals, you know, chicken and all that good stuff. Am I going to be able to do these things Mm -hmm. tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, right? And if you throw something in there that's like, oh, maybe not next year, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, then we have a problem because the demand is going to go even higher. Kind of like when people run to the store for toilet tissue when shit goes bad, right? Mm -hmm. This is what's starting to happen. Uh, You're right about that. And what we're noticing is that meat is rising. It's ever rising. But while it's rising, 
you also have some of it kind of, you know, kicking off some not so good things, right? You had this whole like the monkeypox thing, and then mm -hmm. you had some other stuff going around, and yeah, you, you know, people getting sick from different things. So now people are like, okay, I still want meat. I don't care about no monkeypox, right? I still want meat, <laughs> but now I want to make sure the quality of my meat is good, so I don't get those things that are going on. So now they're willing to pay more for a certain type of meat, right? Well, there's only so much of that type of meat that can be made in a certain given amount of time, mm -hmm. right? How long does it take to grow a cow? From a calf, a baby calf, to a full grown calf, mm -hmm. a cow, right? We're looking at what, 12 months? So right around a year, maybe plus, year plus. So now it's like, hey, if you're dealing with those type of circumstances, and, <laughs> and what happens is more and more people want a certain type of quality because they don't want to get these negative things that's going mm -hmm. on from like the, the bad types of, you know, practices that people deal with animal agriculture what happens is the price of that meat goes up and when the price of that meat goes up the people who can't afford a lot of you know expensive things they get left out of the equation that makes it even more valuable mm -hmm. because people start stocking up on it freezers putting it in their freezers mm -hmm. things like that and before you know it we got a rolex on our hands pretty much yeah right yeah. supply and demand so what i'm getting into now is the future <laughs> so this happens e and we talked about this earlier mm -hmm. so this happens and what usually starts happening is oh snap we have companies we have businesses really big businesses that majority of their makeup and existence is in selling meat profitably yeah right <laughs> we're not gonna name them but you know some people flip burgers out there mm-hmm and hey, if their burgers are no longer profitable because to get that burger, it costs more money. So mm -hmm. I either got to send that back to the consumer. But if the consumer's like, I'm not paying you $10 for a burger. Yeah. Then we got a problem. Right. So what happens is what I'm seeing happen is that the meat goes up. The companies that serve meat can't afford to stay profitable. So they seek further options. Enter my prediction. All right. These further options are going to be plant based meats mm -hmm. and or some type of lab grown meats. The and mock meat. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The mock yeah, meats. Yeah. Right. Now, I personally and, I, and I'll even throw not even the meats. I'd even throw in uh, the replacement dairies. I was going to say, yeah, you. Right? Go, well, I think this going to be a, a, a synthesization. Yes. Or a. a alteration right because we've, mm -hmm. we've had we've been this is one thing too i think you know i'm not going to derail you but i think mm -hmm. it was something that elon musk said he talked about how you know we had been traveling through space like trying to get back and forth space mm -hmm. one way kind of stale for like 60 70 years yes you never changed it right our agricultural mm -hmm. like revolution happened and really the only thing we did this, it was the government subsidizes it yes. over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. And yeah, there's been some, you know, that you had the whole thing around fertilizers and whatever, and you kind of changed it. But essentially it's been the same for a long period of time. We haven't cured well hunger. Yes. <laughs> Your food is still more and more expensive every other month, let alone every other year. Like something in that is building up for a significant change to, to your point. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be a big, 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 big pushback and fight on this. Because people love what they love. They love the traditions, mm -hmm. especially the Southern, you know, 
people who were raised in the South, you know, Big Mama was cooking the meats and the yeah. things like that. It's going to be a big fight back, right? But what one of the things, you know, so for a lot of people, like, how is that? you? So you really think that the, the future and the next innovative thing, the next technology-based boom is going to be plant-based meats and dairy alternatives? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there are way too many things pointing in that direction. Number one, like I said, it's getting too expensive to take care of, raise, and produce an animal so that you can cut it up and eat it. This is getting it's getting crazy. It's too expensive financially. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive environmentally. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's putting a strain on the planet. Like it can't yeah. keep up. Like they, it's just not sustainable, yeah. right? Water scarcity is a real thing. Facts. It's starting to be it's starting to right. be a factor in how you you know you feed you feed livestock and how you mm-hmm. hydrate. So Absolutely. it's a lot of things in there. So all of this stuff is happening on on one end of it, right? And this is just one part. Then you got some other things going on. For example, we talked about the expensive part of it, but we have runaway inflation going underway, right? And I don't think inflation is going to stop. So not only do you have a high demand for meat. Because a lot of people love their meat, right? But now you have inflation on top of that. So high demand creates higher prices. High inflation also creates higher mm-hmm. prices for those things that are, are in demand. So once again, I think there's coming a time over the next five, 10 years where we're going to see a new revolution almost like, I don't know, the Great Depression where we as a whole had our diets reconfigured to a Mm -hmm. canned food diet. Why? Because you couldn't afford to eat fresh fruits and vegetables. What are you talking about? This is a great depression, right? (laughs) You can't afford no fresh fruits and vegetables. And people fought it, of course. They're like, Mm -hmm. shit, my grandma, my great grandma raised me on fresh fruits and vegetables. I'm not eating none out of no fucking can. But when shit hit the fan Mm -hmm. and all you had was a fresh or excuse me, was a canned Mm -hmm. fruit and vegetable, you ate that fucking canned fruit and vegetable. (laughs) And when you talk about fighting back, right, (laughs) just think about the way that the world adopted to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like the modern day supermarket is canned, bagged and boxed goods. Facts. Facts. So we grew into that. And now that's really all like that's the majority of the supermarket now. Like Mm -hmm. you go to the grocery store. That's majority. Like you said, bagged canned boxed that's majority of the Mm -hmm. store right so we we became that so that's that was the first thing that we kind of got into now you bring that same circumstance with meat well first thing i'm going to bring you to is 16 the 1600s right 16 oh i think it was like 1603 16 somewhere 1603 to 1610 the year 1610 brought in a very interesting time into virginia Right. So this is this, you know, backyard. Right. And there was a famine. Essentially, there was like, you know, a a shortage of food. And people are so fucking crazy about their meats that they started to cannibalize people. They started digging up dead bodies. They would eat them that way. They started cannibalizing like people who were like maybe sick or like, hey, you getting ready to die anyway. Let me just go and get that arm off of you. Big dog. <laughs> Let me get that leg real quick, right? 
<laughs> this is what was happening. And I know some of y'all are grossed out. Like, wait a minute, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. But some of y'all are so crazy about your meat that this is what they go. These are some of the the ex, you know extents they go to, right? Well, this actually happened in history. Y'all can look this up in Virginia. They were cannibalizing people because there was no food to mm-hmm. eat, right? Well, I don't know if it would go that far, but the next best thing is if ain't no meat of you just really can't get it, you can't afford it, what's the next best thing? Your ass is going to eat a re- meat a meat replacement or a plant-based meat. That's just yeah. what it is, right? You will eat it <laughs> and yeah. you will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening here, I really think, is as we get this runaway inflation and things like that start to happen, I do think that a lot of these replacements are going to take over. Yeah. They're going to be the new canned food. Why? Because once again, your resources for it last much longer, right? The, to get a, a dead animal to a grocery market, it takes a lot. Yeah, that's, uh, a big, you know, that's a big machine that's doing yes, a lot of movement. Yep. It takes a lot. Not only that, the the shelf life is not very it's not very stable at all, actually, and it's not long, right? Which is why, of course, they put like, you know, carbon monoxide and they put the red dye to make the meat still look red. Because when you kill an animal, it goes gray brown. Right. So you got the meat just going gray brown. Why is it not gray brown in the grocery store? Well, of course, they have to, you know, process it, put the carbon monoxide in it to make it red. So you go buy it on the store and it looks good and looks pretty on the shelf. Right. So you got all these things that are happening. They're not going to be able to keep that up. Right. And, I gotta, and so it's like, hey, man, we need more beef. We need more of this. We need more of that. And they're like, bro, like, we need 12 months to grow these fucking cows now because, like, we, have, we got a shortage, bro. That's what's going to happen. What they what they will instantly do is they would look left and they go, hey, can you print us some burgers? <laughs> <laughs> can you make a steak, burgers, chicken? Can you make some of these things for us? And can you have us, you know, I was looking for a thousand pounds of you know beef from this you know one cow can you get us a thousand pounds of burgers and it's like well how long were you looking for the thousand pounds of beef from the cow oh they're telling us a 12 month turnaround we can get you those thousand pounds of mock beef in 12 days we'll see you soon we'll see you next Mm -hmm. week right 12 days turnaround time and it's going to be cheaper you don't think these big companies that yeah. sell meat, burgers, chicken, you don't think these big companies that sell this, you don't think they're going to go for the cheaper option? Because they've already been doing it. They've been cutting y'all's meat for the longest. Yeah. It's like drugs, right? You think you're getting pure cocaine, but they're, they're cutting it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they're cutting. It's the same thing, right? You think you're yeah. getting pure meat, they're cutting the shit, right? How can I turn one pound of beef into 10 pounds of beef? Well, I can add some fillers. This is what they're doing yeah. already, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the fillers are wheat. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Wheat. Yeah. And right now, we can't really get wheat like we normally can mm-hmm. <laughs> because of some of the things that are going on war-wise, right? So this is what's all happening. No, you're right? right about that for sure. You can't cut your meat. You can't get the meat like you used to. The proxy meat or the fake meat, mock meats, they're starting to taste just like the real meat or close to it, and they're cheaper. Uh oh, yeah. this family is what I am seeing coming over the next <laughs> five, ten years. Hey, y'all get to call me crazy. I just wanted to document this so when it happens, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just fan myself and just put out the the replay right? <laughs> <laughs> and tell you like, hey, I told you so. 
I told you so. What, what's your thoughts on that, E? No, I, I, well, one, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, like you said, I mean, these are, again, it's going to be driven by big business pushing forward, mm -hmm. right, because, so that they can stay sustainable. And it's going to be consumers looking at prices and of the alternative of an alternative being like, well, we can just keep the path. Mm -hmm. But we see what's happening with escalating prices down inflation. It's just I can't pay that much for yep. X, like, right. And we all know wages are not going to keep up with that. So mm -hmm. you're going to have a strain on your pocketbooks. <laughs> but Absolutely. I feel like to your point, you know, the move is already starting to happen. It's going to be made. And, and, and let's not let's not get it twisted. Right. These are these are businesses that have use the scraps and byproducts of of animals for a long time to give you things that and told you it was a meal right chicken nuggets right pink right? slime yeah exactly like you know you, here here's your here's your sausage you know here's your here's your sausage patties you know here's your ground beef like you know mm -hmm. like they and they like you just take that that's good you can make a whole meal out of it so you got to understand they've already been working to be sustainable so when they face this next wave of cost increases, they're going to try to find things that um, definitely help them minimize costs. But I think the other thing, too, we talked about this a little bit, is that reliability, right? Mm -hmm. Like even like let's say people were like, you know what, I'm going to pay 10 percent more because there are going to be people that can't afford it mm -hmm. and Absolutely. will pay even more. But what's going to also happen is meat production and meat delivery is becoming a more and more risky business, right? Mm -hmm. Not only from a supply chain standpoint, but from a liability standpoint, right? right? Yep. It, it only takes every six months to two to three years before you say, oh, there's a salmonella outbreak. Yep. Oh, there's mad cow disease. Oh, something, yeah. something went wrong. Oh, this <sighs> batch was bad. Oh, infected, blah, blah, blah. Not to mention the way that they're doing more and more things just in that process. Um, you, you have to be mindful of it. I mean, doctors are now advising people that if you're either pregnant or having some certain medical condition, mm -hmm. don't eat this kind of meat because of this risk. Don't eat eggs. Don't do this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if they're telling you that now, <laughs> there's a reason See. that you need to pay attention yes. to that. But, you know, I, but what I wanted to say to you is this. I think it's going to be really interesting to wonder if in, in, in like mass in majority, if people are really going to push back as hard as you think they are, because again, we're talking about this being things that are developed, designed, printed or produced to not, maybe not exactly mirror how something tastes, but texture wise, visually and presentation, you can put it together in a way that, you know what? I'm going to try it mm -hmm. because you're not, you're not giving me like some green slime and saying, okay, this is going to replace your steak. Like, you're not going to go to a steakhouse and they're going to just come out and, like, dump putty <laughs> on the table. They're going to give you something that looks a little bit like a steak. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, mm, something's a little off. And they're going to say, well, you know, this is what we're trying now, such and such. They'll give you a discount. You know, we love our discount. Mm -hmm. The first one come or whatever. <laughs> you'll cut into it. Yep. It'll cut like meat. You'll taste it. It'll be all savory. You'll be like, you know what? I mean, it ain't, it ain't what I was planning to get, mm -hmm. but it ain't bad. I think that's going to be one. And two, I would say this, right? We're part of the generation that. Because you talked about the canned food piece yeah. of it. We're part of the generation that <clears throat> multivitamins are a thing. Like, we grow up, like, your kids get Flintstone tablets and Flintstone gummies. <laughs> Flintstone, Right? Yep. You're giving these. So, yep. ever since you've been a little person, you've been given something or told to take something that wasn't just, like, a, a regular food. It's been processed into a tablet or something. And then now, and you know this, especially coming from the health sector, right, and being in nutrition, Protein shakes, meal mm -hmm. supplementation, Absolutely. whatever, right? You're blending and throwing powders into like a, you know, you're making something that has a totally different like texture and complexity to what it originated from. Yeah. But you see people just tilt them back and chug it. Mm -hmm. 
I need to get my macros. I got to get my nutrients. Guilty. Fishing in something, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So now, if Absolutely. I'm saying, hey, 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 how about this? You know that burger you used to like to eat, and then you had to go and pound and chug that 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 smoothie that was kind of gritty and chunky. Mm -hmm. How about this? I'm gonna give you a burger that's about the same size. I have a good flavor, and it's got twice, three times the protein you used to get in this. And also, we threw in some other vitamins because we know that your diet's deficient in these things. Yeah. You're gonna be like, hold on. <laughs> so now I can save my protein shakes budget that I have to pay for to at least hit my macros and I can just buy this one thing and it's yep. going to come on a bun and taste like I went to one of these fast food places. Right. I'm listening. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe now that you're offering it to me that way, now that you say it like that, I actually like this. So I think that's really what we are going to start to see. I think you're going to start to see some designer meals. Yes. Now that might be Absolutely. a step or two past kind of that first wave. But I think when you start to see that designer model, when you see things that are like really customized or like high end in terms of protein and what they're delivering for your body. Again, like I said, we've already been going there. You just had to have to get it from three or four places. Yeah, right. That, that little tablet you swallow. There's a there's a place that prints and produces those and puts it in a bottle. Yeah. Same thing with these protein shakes and these packs or in these tubs It's somebody who's configuring that and doing whatever. You're just going to now do that in a new fashion and say, hey, you can get it hot and ready like you would a meal. And everybody's like, OK, I'd rather I'd rather do that. Yeah. And I think that's going to really be like a speed adoption. Like you'll hit that phase of like we used to do it different. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. You know, we used to do it this way. Yeah. OK, well, I'm not going to say that was dumb. But I'm glad we got here. Like, I think you'll see people really adopt it that way. So that's kind of the only thing I wanted to add to what you said Absolutely. is like, we know how trends work. Mm -hmm. And the better you start to build everything around that, and then as much as we're becoming a more health-focused and health-conscious community, as because we need to, you're like, man, this is better for the planet. It's better for me. Mm -hmm. And it's more like convenient, because we know we love our convenience. Yeah. You check all those boxes, it's like, all right, it's sustainable. I get the tree hug and, and like help Mother Earth. My pocketbook's okay. All right. <laughs> and I'm healthier? All right, I'm 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 gonna leave all that other stuff alone. I think that's kind of how it, and of course that's how it's gonna be marketed. Right. Like that's how it's yeah. gonna be branded. Absolutely. So you're gonna get that propaganda. So get ready for it. You're gonna be you're gonna be seeing things, it's gonna seep into your system. Yep. It's like this is the way we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, bro, I think that's exactly where we headed. Um and like with any great invention, with any great force, there are gonna be negatives to it and people who yeah. do not want it there were people who hated the internet and there were <laughs> negatives to the internet when it first arrived right still negatives to the fucking internet right and there are people who still hate the internet but let's just be honest it made life a lot better you know you like your internet don't mm -hmm. you don't you lie to me right so you like your internet it's the same thing what's going on with bitcoin People hated, you know, crypto and the new revolution of crypto. And, oh, my God, like criminals use Bitcoin to get away with stuff and scam and da 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 da, da. I hate it. But let's be honest. A lot of people love it. They can send thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars across the water <laughs> in five seconds <laughs> <laughs> with little to no, you know, fees on it. Right. So, yeah, it's with any great thing that comes, it's going to be some people who hate it. It's going to be some things that, you know, need to be ironed out. But this is the future. So I wanted to kind of lay that down. So when it happens, you can't tell me that, hey, Tay didn't warn us. Tay didn't warn us. I warned you. We had this conversation. And all I got to say now is if you got any more topics for us, <laughs> right, 
leave us a five-star review leave those topics and those questions in that review and other than that we're gonna get on up out of here maybe even gonna get us some of these uh beyond burgers right <laughs> so i'll see y'all soon y'all have a good one take care peace peace out